This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast, Episode 3-Inch. On this episode, we interview Jeff Nucera, Weird Al superfan, trivia master, and longtime close personal friends of Al Malperson. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. You're listening to Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, and we're super excited to welcome our very special guest, Jeff Nucera. Jeff, how's it going? Hi, how's it going with you? It's going great. Thanks for calling in with us. Thanks for having me. Now, I think it's it's important to mention that um, many people uh, may know you by a different name. This is true. I am Monica the Wonder Dog. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you wanted to reveal that on the air, so I'm, I'm glad that you uh, were willing to open up with us. Yeah, I also know you as UH Jeff. Oh, yes. That's also a nickname yeah. I have. <laughs> From way back, remember remember alt.music.weirdal? I sure do. And the IRC channels? Yeah, we go way back, Jeff. We sure do. <laughs> What's an IRC channel? <laughs> Oh, oh we'll explain that to you, youngin, youngin, one day. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to remember the first time I met you in person, Dave Rossi. Was it Red? Was it maybe Red Bank? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask you too. I, I believe it was Red Bank in probably 1996. Yeah. Um, because because you were right now you're on the, the the LA area, but you were originally from from the East Coast where Ethan and I are. Um, and you came to, a, I remember seeing you at a lot of shows in probably New Jersey and maybe uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, I grew up in Philadelphia. I went to college uh, at Temple and uh, hmm. I went to about a thousand shows in 96 and 97. There, there were just, uh, that tour went everywhere, up and down the coast, I feel like, and I followed them as much as I could. That's amazing. So I, I guess, you know, for me, I don't think I met you until uh, the star ceremony, Jeff. I think that was our first time meeting. Yeah, I think you're right. I uh, obviously was very aware of you. Uh, and I of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm glad we finally uh, got to meet. Yes, of course. I, I remember uh, I met you because you were getting um, people to sign a release form for a documentary you're making. And um, I signed it and I didn't know who you were. And then someone was like, oh, did you sign the thing from UH Jeff? And I was like, oh, I didn't know that was UH Jeff. That was me. Yes. Yes. I am doing a. Uh, I am doing a documentary, as you mentioned. Yeah. And what can you tell us about that? It's maybe very exciting. Uh, it doesn't yet have an official title, but it is a documentary about a very special group of fans of Weird Al fans, uh, who are burlesque dancers in a troupe called Tight and Nerdy, um, and they Amazing. are. Yeah, they're pretty great, and they and they. They perform to music by Weird Al, um, and it is a very fun show, and they are very hardcore fans. Um, and they have the same kind of story, I think, that a lot of us have, which, you know, we, we grew up as kind of outsiders and uh, found our family through Weird Al, you know, uh, found our people, our tribe. It's such an accurate description. I mean, that's why Dave and I wanted to do this podcast, because... You know, Weird Al brings so much joy to us, but also so many others that it's just a, you know, a great shared experience and something that is endlessly interesting. I agree. And, and you know, some of my best friends I've met through sort of the Weird Al fandom, 
you know, uh, I'm still very good friends with Adriana Jugovic, who I met at Alcon 98. Uh, you know, she lives in LA. She lives three blocks away from me here in LA. Wow. And, uh, you know, we hang out all the time and it's pretty great. Um, she's like my date to, to every weird Al concert out here. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> that's, a, that's incredible. Yeah. And you, and you mentioned, and, and I'm glad you did Alcon 98. So <laughs> how did you kind of find out about Alcon 98 and, and, uh, getting out there and, and what, how was that? I mean, that, that was kind of one of probably the first big real collection of weird Al fans all in one spot. It was just such an amazing kind of experience, you know, as, as for, for you know, fans like us coming in and you're kind of getting to meet you know other fans for the first time. So how did you kind of uh, what was your kind of experience at Alcon '98? Uh, I found out about it. You know, I I feel like Amanda Cohen had set up a website, very bare bones website for you know 1998 because that's all we had back right. then. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I feel like it was somewhere in Alt Music Weird Al. Someone must have posted about it or something, and. Uh, you know, and it was, you know, before you could book tickets on the internet or before I knew how to book tickets on the internet, you know, uh, so. Yeah, I, I think you had to send away for, for uh, tickets through the mail. Yeah, and I still have my, my tickets, but I, I feel like even the airline tickets, I, I had to like figure out how to book those on my own. <laughs> Go through a travel agent, <laughs> yeah. probably, yeah. Uh, it was so different back then, but yeah, I, I, uh, I just remember walking into that place with my, my buddy, from high school, uh, another Jeff, big Jeff, because he's like six foot five, um, and he he and I bonded over Weird Al in high school, and then he moved to Chicago. So when I was, you know, when Alcon came up, it was like an excuse for me to go visit him and and check out the scene, man. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just remember walking in and thinking, what? Who are these people? And this is amazing. And uh, and yeah, and then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then you're right. And then, like, years later, I mean, how many years later, you know, 20, 30 years later, you're still friends with, with probably almost everybody. Yeah, in that room, I mean, Adriana you know? and I went to dinner and celebrated our 20-year friendship anniversary uh, last summer because we, you know, we knew the date because uh, it was Alcon. Right. <laughs> hey, so how, how many people were at Alcon as someone who's never been and, you know, I really haven't, I wasn't the right age to go. <laughs> you know, was it thousands of people? Was it hundreds of people, tens of people? I feel like it was it was 200 yeah. people i think was 200 250 that, maybe uh, yeah that amanda had sold so yeah it was a it was a it was a we filled up a ballroom uh you know and, and uh there was definitely a lot to do and there's a lot of people to meet uh it was it was it was a really good convention. yeah amanda put on, on my, uh, my favorite it was game. it was really fun and bermuda was the guest of honor uh and uh, did a great speech that led into the other secret guest of honor, which was, of course, uh, Al himself. That's amazing. Who, uh, who surprised everyone, including Amanda, by showing up. <laughs> that was amazing. It just that was that was such an amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, I kind of uh, going back. I guess you, you mentioned that your first. Con your first tour or concert was in in the Bad Hair tour, right in nineteen ninety six. Do you remember? Well, I'm sure you do, but do you remember where that was and and how you kind of found out that Al did concerts and 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 uh, what kind of led you to that? I concert? knew that Al had toured, in, uh, you know, I, I sort of became like a, a super fan. I would say in like eighty eight, right right before Even Wars came out, I think, and 
you know, I remember just desperately like wanting to go see him live, and he was supposed to perform in Wildwood, New Jersey, uh, on the Off the Deep End tour, and somehow it was like in a it was there was like an ad in the paper, and then I and somehow the show got canceled for whatever reason. I'm not even sure Al ever even knew about it, um, but the show never happened, and I was just like, ever since then, I was like, I have to go see this guy perform somewhere somehow. And, uh, you know, uh, through the, the Bermuda's website was kind of up and running by 96. So I was very excited about the tour dates and went to see him at Hershey, Pennsylvania, Hershey Park. I'm, Hershey, yeah, Hershey, Pennsylvania, Hershey Park. Um, mm-hmm. And it was everything I dreamed of and more. It was two shows. And wow. uh, it was very exciting. So the first time you saw him, you saw two shows in a row? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> See, it took me us. years to have that epiphany that hey, if he's doing two shows, I can go to both of them. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> we had seats for one of them, uh, but during the first show, the second show, uh, people were lining up for the second show, so I had to kind of like stand back for for the second show. But I watched the whole thing. It's <laughs> amazing. And when did you? When did it become a good idea to start? tour chasing and hitting as many shows as you could when did it become a good idea i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) to you i mean did you start off with that in mind Uh, or you know there were there were there were like a few shows like right in a row and i was like well i might as well just go to these uh it was it was hershey park and then it was um gosh maybe uh the the i don't know the tour dates in front of me but but there was a uh I think King of Prussia uh, had a had a show. So really, you're saying you came out of the womb <laughs> walking? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it was it was like I had gone to like two or three shows that summer, and then I feel like maybe in '97 is when I had started to get. I were I was working in radio at the time, and they had a bunch of tickets that like they were being used as giveaways, and they were like, "Oh, do you want do you want a pair here? You know, pair there." <laughs> <laughs> go for it and then i by then become friendly with lynette who was the tour manager back then and she was like oh come on over for, for bermuda also offering up uh tickets here and there you know so mm-hmm. I, I was just like there's no reason for me to not come to these shows right <laughs> and when did you start um your memorabilia collection i had been collecting stuff since the late 80s i i became a uh, close personal friend of al I sent in my eight bucks and got a, a membership card and, and all the good stuff. And I would, you know, go to the library and find uh, articles and, and, you know, print them out or whatever. And just, uh, I'd been, you know, I, I started collecting pretty much right away. Remember, we, Ethan and I had this conversation not that long ago. Do you remember what the first thing you would consider as your actual, an actual item that you bought for the collection rather than just bought, at, you know, a CD to listen to Al? Or, or cassette or whatever, but with the first item you actually purchased for uh, the collection itself. Uh, I think, let's see, my first purchase for the collection, interesting question. Probably, God, I mean, they, let's see. I guess the complete owl doesn't count because I, I desperately wanted to see it. Um, <laughs> a, friend, a friend of mine had it on VHS from when it aired on Showtime in 85 and so we would watch it over and over again and when i saw like 
but there was a longer version on VHS. I was like, what is that? And I knew that <laughs> immediately. Uh, so we, so that maybe that. Okay, yeah, that, that's, that's I'll count good. that. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. And you've, and you've, over the years, have amassed a, a very impressive collection, including a lot of really cool, unique items that uh, other people don't yes, have. I believe I have the... Uh, uh, my collection pales in comparison to yours and Bermuda's and, and Al's, but but it's <laughs> up there. Along, maybe maybe Kenneth as well. I, I feel like Kenneth Queenup <laughs> has a, a bigger collection than maybe all of us put together. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was, uh, you know, uh, after I moved to LA, um, I sort of fell in with the with the wrong crowd and, and got hired as as Weird Al's mail boy. Um, <laughs> I I sort the fan mail. Sounds <laughs> I uh, I sort the fan mail for close personal friends of Al, um, and started doing that in like the year two thousand, maybe two thousand one. Oh wow! Um, and so. You know, I was able to, uh, over the years, you know, Al here and there would be cleaning out his garage or whatever, and uh, he he was doing a big cleanup a few years back and invited me over and said, hey, if you want anything, come on over before it goes to Goodwill. And I was like, oh my God. are you <laughs> kidding me? I... And coming over to ransack the place. And Please tell me you didn't leave them. anything for Goodwill. <laughs> I, uh, I filled my my Prius and regretted that I didn't like rent out. I was going to say, how, how yeah. big of a U-Haul truck did you uh, did you put? Certainly you should have. Um, <laughs> I mean, there were uh, there were some pretty cool items in there. I think my favorite that I that I got was the Komodo phone from from Al TV. Oh, amazing! And. Uh, <laughs> You know, it still works. <laughs> but I remember seeing it on the ground and I was looking at it and, and it, it took a second for me to sort of, I was like, what is that? And Al goes, you know what that is. And I was like, ah, I do. And I need it. And everything I was, everything I was grabbing, I was like, are you sure I can take this? Like, are you, and he's like, no, go take it. Like, oh, was there okay. anything you wanted that Al was like, actually, yeah, I'm going to keep that. I found... <laughs> in a in a box, I found a, a picture of of Al with Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney, I think, and and I was like, cool. "What is this?" And he's like, "I have been looking for this for years." And I'm it. And I was like, yeah, that's, "That's fair." <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, I guess we need to back up a little bit. How did you become Mailboy? What did, where, what was the situation in which that was able to transpire? Uh, I became mailboy. Jay Levy called me and asked if I would become the mailboy. I, uh, <laughs> I he, um, you know, I had moved out to LA in uh, in '99, and uh, Al was aware that I was here. I think I saw him at one of the Running with Scissors concerts right before I moved, and and told him, and he's like, "Oh, good luck." And uh, I had, you know, uh, taken Bermuda to lunch, so like everyone was sort of aware that I was here. Uh, and the person who was, who had been sorting the mail, uh, was leaving. Uh, I don't remember where she went or who she was because it was a million years ago. Um, but Jay Levy called and said, Hey, you know, both Bermuda and Al seem to trust you. And so if, you, if you'd like to, to take over, 
please do. And I was like, oh, God, yes. 100% yes. <laughs> and so how much mail is there? I'm sure less mail, nowadays. There's less nowadays. Back then, when I started, uh, all the merch still went through the P.O. box. Uh, so I would have to clean that that box out, you know, a couple times a week, uh, wow. and and kind of go through and sort the checks out uh, and and fax over orders to the to the merch house and, and all that stuff. It was all before you could order online, um, and once once you could order shirts and merch online, it, it the the mail kind of dwindled. Um, but I mean, there's still a still a, a lot comes in. Uh, I would say you know, uh, each month, um, probably one of those you know U.S. mail buckets gets filled up. Wow. Um, yeah. So I have to I have to clean out that oh, box a, lot, a couple yeah. times a month, um, and it's a lot of you know, like you'd expect a lot of little kids writing in uh, asking for autographs or just saying mm-hmm. hi, and um, parents writing in to say that their kids love Al and that they love Al and. Uh, you know, and sometimes you get some really cool letters from people who just talk about how Al inspired them or cheered them up or got them through a really tough time. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's, it's powerful and emotional sometimes. I mean, I've certainly had a few letters make me cry. Wow. <laughs> which is, you know, which is great. And it's just oh, like yeah. I, I get to open up a, a box of love, you know, any 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 time I pick up the mail, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's great that, that, that Al still offers that. Because, I mean, there are ways that, you know, you can kind of tweet, tweet to Al or you can post on his Facebook. And, and he, you know, he, and he, he sometimes he'll see that kind of stuff. But if you really want to send him something personal, you can't kind of just publicly put that out there. So to be able to put that, you know, in, in print somewhere and send it to him and know he's going to see it is just is really is really special, you know. Yeah, and I think the fans get a kick out of it. I, I get a kick out of it when, uh, you know, I'll open a, a letter that has some, like, fan art in it that's kind of cool, and, and you know, I drop it off at his house, and then, like, a week later, he's tweeting about it. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's fun to see uh, how he's still, you know, he's still very involved with it, and he, and he really, I think, loves getting the, those letters. That's amazing. Have you seen uh, like a celebrity write Al through the close personal friends of Al? I have not seen any celebrities yet. Okay. Although, wait, who who did I just see? Yeah, do you, uh, I don't know if either of you remember this, but there was an article in Ben is Dead, which was a zine in the nineties. I, yeah, I, I do vaguely remember that. I think I have that. that yeah, I'm sure you do. And it was and it was like a really cool, yeah. very weird article uh, with Al that was done by like I think teen girls, and uh, one of those <laughs> girls very recently wrote to Al and sent him a uh, a stuffed uh, a stuffed pancreas. Oh my she god! Works at the company that makes them, and she's like, oh, I thought you like this. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> So it's cool to see these these lifelong fans who uh, still write to Alan. I recognize their names, and it's like, oh man, that's great. Yeah, you probably helped uh, several of my orders go through uh, for merchandise back in the in, in the late nineties, yeah, early Yeah, one hundred percent for sure. Yes, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I just I remember you know th- those early days. It was it was like really intense because because it, it was like th- those orders had to be timely, and you had to like really figure out like who needed stuff 
you know, versus like who was just like writing to say hi. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just like you just have to go through it all at a, at a much faster pace than than I can today. And the one thing that's always stressed when uh, close personal friends of Al comes up is do not send song ideas to Al. How many? You... <laughs> how many do you get? <laughs> uh, I get less than I used to get. Okay. Um, but I think you know probably one out of every you know fifty letters is uh, is a song idea. Uh, and it's just you know I, there's a form letter that we send back, and uh, a couple of them try to try to sneak them through. You know they, they don't have return addresses on them. They're just like here. You know, just just use it. You can't even you can't even track track me. So just use it. It's like no, I'm not doing any of that. Now, are, now are any of the, have you you read them? Are any of them actually pretty any good? That they are not. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. They are. They are. Uh, they are. Yeah. A lot of them are cute. I mean, a lot of them are written by you know eight year olds, right. um, with like half an idea and a dream, and and I love that. Um, uh, some of them are, are a little, uh, you know, aggressive, racist, some of them. <laughs> it's like, have you ever met oh. Al? Like, have you ever, like, heard any of his songs? Uh, you know, so, so some of those definitely go back. Um, <laughs> have you ever uh, but... had any come through where, like, the next year Al comes out with that exact song? I have not come across this, this okay. event. Luckily, <laughs> or yeah, I was gonna ask if you know you ever had any that you sent back that you then later heard on you know Doctor Demento. I have not. That also has not happened yet. I think that people, you know, uh, it's funny because you know, like, like I said, a lot of them are little kids, but then some of them are sending you know registered mail, like th- this is their one shot, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get out and record our song, and <laughs> and you know, I always feel feel bad a little bad about sending it back and crushing their dreams <laughs> you mentioned uh someone sent a stuffed pancreas what other sort of interesting things have you seen come through someone once sent in a uh, an, a, a snorkel a glow-in-the-dark snorkel that al Amazing. then signed um, <laughs> and then they in turn sent back photos of the signed autographs <laughs> you know glow-in-the-dark snorkel um, which is pretty cool that's incredible um I've seen, um, you know, people send him clothes. Uh, when I first started, someone literally just put a stamp on the heel of a shoe, and and and, and just like dropped it in the mail with like a letter written on the on the heel, on the sole, and and that, that blew me away. I was like, all right, sure. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. <laughs> So anyone listening to this uh, this interview, should they write letters or should they not write letters? What is the they, verdict? They should absolutely write letters. Why not? Uh, you know, Al, Al gets them. I, I give them to him. Uh, you know, and, and he certainly reads them all. Uh, so he, you know, if, if you're writing and, and just want an autograph, send a couple of stamps. Uh, but if you want to put pen to paper and say some nice things to Al, he will certainly read it. That's awesome. And do, and you know do you have the uh, PO box handy? It is eight zero three three Sunset Boulevard, PMB four zero one eight, Los Angeles, California. Oh gosh, what is the zip code? Oh no, 
I'm I'm a fraud, you guys. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know my own zip code, let alone. <laughs> I'm like. I'm sure if they put Los Angeles, it'll get there. <laughs> Yes, it'll get there. Uh, Los Angeles, uh, California, nine double zero four six. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I've only I've only been doing it for nineteen years. Why would I know? That? Oh man, we're just talking about the vanity tour, you know, the uh, and uh, a lot about the V I D, the ridiculously self indulgent. Oh, yes, you know, that's my favorite of the vanity tours. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you have a special attachment to it because you were involved with a lot of the, uh, the, the in the pre-show uh, part of it. You know, um, I don't know how many people know this, and uh, but you had a big hand in that VIP Jeopardy. I did. Uh, they asked me to write the the Weird Al Jeopardy answers and questions, um, wow. which was a, a definite labor of love, um, <laughs> as, as I'm sure you know. You can imagine. Um, yeah, Jay Levy asked, uh, he called me, you know, one day and asked if I would be open to writing, you know, like 1,200-ish questions <laughs> for this thing. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, this would be amazing. And he literally <laughs> said to me, I don't think anyone else on the planet could do it except for maybe Bermuda and Dave Rossi. <laughs> well, you definitely could have called on me for help if you wanted. Well, I wanted you to be able to play. And at the time, I was like, well, 1,200 questions, like, that's going to be a lot. But I had, you know, like three or four months to do it. And so wow. I was, like, really excited to dive into it. And then it somehow became, you know, they, they somehow decided that they were going to do two full rounds of Jeopardy. They wanted to do a regular Jeopardy and then double Jeopardy. Oh, geez. Wow. Uh, each night. <laughs> and so suddenly it went from like, you know, a handful of questions that they could sort of recycle throughout the tour to we want different questions each night for each round and, and without yeah. any repeats. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? And so suddenly it was 60 questions per night. Um, and they had, you know, when they first announced the tour, there was there were 60 tour dates. And so I was like, all right, now I'm writing 3,600 questions suddenly. And that became terrifying. And then, of course, they began to add dates every couple of days. <laughs> until everyone's, everyone's celebrating as everyone's they celebrating. add dates. And you're up, just... <laughs> I would wake up every morning and see more tour dates. I'd go, no, oh, God, no. <laughs> so I wound up, I wrote 4,620 uh questions and answers oh my uh, god i believe I, the, the, two things i am very grateful for this opportunity like i loved doing it even though i had a full-time job at the time and, and i'm <laughs> not sleeping at all um, uh secondly i uh i don't believe that they I, I don't think they ever even tried to do two rounds of jeopardy in a night no and, I don't remember. <laughs> I was at the first show. Yeah, they uh, and they definitely didn't go through even a full round of single Jeopardy. I don't think ever. Uh, no. So I believe, <laughs> you know, there's probably about uh, you know three thousand questions they never that never saw the light of day. And so that brings me to my next question: Are we ever going to see a Weird Al Jeopardy app game anything? Kind of like HQ, but 
very specific, unclear. <laughs> I would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you'd get a, a, a lousy copy of the home game. I did. I, I certainly got a uh, the. I actually got the 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 game they used on the stage is in my garage. Amazing. Yes, and uh, and, and and also in my living room a little bit. And all four thousand six hundred and twenty of the questions do you have? I have all the questions that were printed. Okay. Uh, and I, which, as we have gone over, are about half of those. Oh wow! <laughs> um, but I had thank God I had like. Adriana Yugovich uh, helped me out with a bunch of them. Um, my buddy, you know, Dave Bach and a guy named Eddie Schmidt, who's a, a Weird Al super fan from back in the 90s, uh, who's also a TV producer now. And, uh, you know, th- those guys all helped write some of these things for me, with <laughs> me so that I didn't actually die. <laughs> I would love to do a segment where you ask Dave and I uh, some of these questions. Because I, I actually did compete on the second Apollo show and I won. So oh, did I, you win? Nice. I won. Nice. It how, was how did, uh, did any of the questions stick out to you as, as uh, exciting? I mean, I, I got to watch a lot of the um, Jeopardies. I tried, I, anytime I could go early, I went and, and watched Jeopardy. And I thought they were great questions. You know, um, it, they were almost too hard for, for the random people who got pulled up. I, I kind of wished that there was a... Um, a qualifier round or something so it would be super fans competing rather than just you know random guy who mm-hmm. bought weird al vip <laughs> yeah i mean it was funny because we were definitely i was definitely struggling with you know when you have to write that many questions you know they're they're gonna they're some of them are gonna be impossible yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i mean there yeah. were there was many discussions where i was like i need to write like a bunch of simple questions you know, and those were all based on, you know, house of song lyrics and, and that stuff was, you know, I, I, that I would consider easy. But then there were these really obscure mini factoids that it's like, <laughs> oh, Al once talked about smellovision in this like weird clip I found from, you know, 92. So let's write a question about that. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, I, I know no one's going to get this, but I can't help it. <laughs> like, I'm out of questions. <laughs> I've got 4,620 of these questions to write. I got to write something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally I was, I was, I was emailing with, with Jay Levy and saying, you know, uh, you know, I, I just need to get this number up. So like, I'm literally <laughs> writing questions like eat. It was a parody of which Michael Jackson song. Right. I mean, like literally, um, is there any question that sticks out to you as like the hardest question that you wrote? The hardest question I wrote, um, I think it's one of my favorites. Uh, this is the only Al song to feature the phrase "eat it" as well as the word "fat." Mm. Mm. We will get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it uh, fat? It is not a food song. Really? Yes. Ah, I really got to think about this one, <laughs> but we won't do it on the air because <laughs> it's just going to be <laughs> silence of me reciting lyrics in my so head. We'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great question. Or actually, we'll leave that one to our listeners. All right, that's fair. <laughs> and if any of our listeners know, you know how to get in touch with us. You can you can reach us on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. It's at 2000inch everywhere. Or just 2000inch.com. You know what? I think we're going to do, Ethan, we're going to throw in it for... Uh, 
Whoever can get this question correct, we're going to throw in a sticker for them. Unless Jeff writes in, and then uh, we'll give him two stickers. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, maybe the first couple people. What if, if, if a million people get it? <laughs> <laughs> I've already tweeted the answer. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't even aired yet. All right. <laughs> I win. <laughs> yeah, so, and speaking of, of that Vanity Tour, um, that was such a unique tour for Al. And so I kind of was wanted to know what your take on that tour was you know kind of what were your favorite moments in the in that i loved every second of that tour i'm not gonna lie to you it was so fun to hear those songs live uh and and to see al in very relaxed on stage and just kind of telling stories and and Mm -hmm. you know I, i love the live shows the the produced slick shows those are super fun but this was like a dream come true i mean this was this was the tour you know he, he has said it this is the tour the fans have been waiting for um and it was uh it was everything that you know you ever could have hoped i uh i had such a blast you know he he even uh uh called me out yeah. one night uh and and sort of mocked me for wanting to hear one of those days at yeah. uh, the atlantic city show <laughs> <laughs> um and that was uh that was wild Wow, um, it was really cool. It was a it was a really fun tour, and uh, you know I saw I think seven of those shows, maybe maybe eight, um, and you know each one so different and so fun, and and uh, it was really cool, and I can't wait for this new one to come. And, and besides, oh God, obviously, yeah. good old days. Were there any other songs that you really were happy to hear? Maybe songs you've heard for the first time, or songs you've been wanting to hear for a long time. I loved hearing Mr. Bo Peel live. That was fun. The oh, yeah. Hell. Uh, yeah. Yeah. UHF. Yes. Is, is, of course, a favorite of mine. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, you know. <laughs> Probably uh, the, for the same reason Dave was excited to hear Velvet Elvis live. <laughs> really? Were you very excited for Elvis? Velvet yeah, for Elvis? Reason. For some reason, Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and hearing Biggest Ball Twine again was, was you know, it's always great to hear that live. Yeah, and and are you kind of looking forward, what kind of songs are you looking forward to on the Strings Attached tour? I, you know, I know that Lisa Popeil is is touring with them, and I, I want to hear Mr. Popeil again. Yes. With, with some, like, live <laughs> female background singers and, and some, like, lush arrangements with, a, with an orchestra. I think that'd be cool. Um, I... I'm secretly hoping out hope, holding out hope, that uh, that Spy Hard makes it onto the set list. Yes. It's oh so yeah. Orchestral and beautiful, and that'd be a blast to hear live. I um I don't know. You know, it's sort of. I just I just like I'm excited to hear all these things. Uh, what about you? What about you? what's your like dream set? Their dream song, I guess, to hear. You know, Spy Heart is definitely up there for me because it's always been one of my favorite songs. So getting to hear it live, A, but with, like you said, with an orchestra would just be incredible. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, yeah, I mean, I definitely think Spy Heart is kind of, is perfect for this tour. And I really hope that he does pull that out. I'm also, also looking forward to, I mean, I've heard it before, but just kind of like hearing something like Jurassic Park in like an orchestra type of thing or the saga begins you know which would just be uh, 
would just be amazing, you know, to have that, a full orchestra mix of that song, yeah, or those songs, yeah. For sure, yeah. Were you guys, were either of you at the Hollywood Bowl show where you performed with the, with the orchestra? Yeah, I was, I was at the Hollywood Bowl show, and, and that's kind of what, yeah, that was kind of what I was uh, alluding to, you know, with, I mean, he did a few, a, you know, a few, uh, he didn't do Jurassic Park, obviously, but he did, uh, like, Dare to be Stupid and White and Nerdy, you know, with kind of, like, that orchestra background in there. Yeah, and Amish Paradise, like, they were beautiful, I mean, they were gorgeous they, they sounded amazing if this tour is like anything like that show it's just going to be absolutely amazing <laughs> yes yes please summer can't get here fast enough i cannot wait for sure and i'm excited too because i don't have to write like five thousand more questions right <laughs> they have enough that they could have done jeopardy again though <laughs> uh, for sure yeah if it wasn't in your All new questions this time <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Jeff, it's it's such a, a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, such really great insights and uh, and fun facts. We definitely want to have you back. I will happily come back whenever you whenever you'll have me. Yeah, we'll definitely ha- we'll definitely have you back Excellent. for a segment, and then we'll also have you back to ha- uh, to quiz us on some more uh, Weird Al Jeopardy. Yes, for sure. Um, since you have three thousand questions that. that you can ask us, that then we'll have well, no chance of knowing. <laughs> <laughs> I literally would. I mean, I would literally write questions and, and think Dave Rossi will get this. This is, the, this is for Dave Rossi. You know, they should have just toured you with the show, Dave, and just have it be beat Dave. Yeah, I was, up, I was actually up there on the stage uh, yes, for, sure. for you know as a contestant for one of the shows, and I'm proud to say that I'm actually a complete loser. <laughs> I lost on Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find that impossible to believe but okay i have a feeling that it might have been rigged a little bit against me but you know i'll have to go we'll have to quiz the we'll have to, when we talk to jw we'll have to ask him about uh, about that particular yes. issue whether or not this was stacked against me or not um <laughs> there were uh he, he actually told me at the uh at the star ceremony when i saw him afterwards he mentioned uh that you know, we had 27 categories uh, right. of questions, and he he said to me, "You know, I found a I found a a, a category that I that we never oh. used that we I oh just, my god we we lost it and I was like, oh god, <laughs> what is happening? All that work." <laughs> <laughs> I forget which category it was because I was too busy screaming on the inside. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. Where can we check you out online? Any, I am uh, I am uh Jeff on Twitter and the uh Jeff on Instagram. Wonderful, and I'm sure if we follow you there, we'll get all the information when it's ready to come out about the documentary. Uh, and your travels and trials and tribulations as the Weird Al <laughs> mailboy. <laughs> yes, there are uh, there are so many of them. <laughs> but yeah, I'll definitely be back and 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 talk your ear off about the documentary at some point uh, in in five to ten years when it's ready. We want to thank Jeff again for coming on the show. How great was that, uh, Dave? We liked him so much. We actually already recorded a second segment with him. Uh, that we'll put out eventually. 
Yeah, that's an amazing, fun segment we had with Jeff. Uh, also, a thank you, big thank you to all of our listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. We it really means a lot to us. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. You can also find us online on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at 2000inch. That's the number 2000 and the word inch, I-N-C-H. And you can always find us at 2000inch.com. And... If you want to uh, get your very own amazing, clean MP3 copy of our theme song and instrumental done by none other than Jim Kimo West, you can find that as one of our perks on contribute.2000inch.com. And on next week's episode, we talk all about the upcoming Strings Attached Tour. Can't wait. We will see you next week. And that was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 3-inch. I am Monica the Wonder Dog.